0: I'm Kim I'm Megs Welcome to the Atwoods End
1: Podcast (laughs) We're recording No, it's not the same
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? (laughs) Who am I?
1: Like, it's so obviously not (laughs) (laughs) That you're just uneducated It's not
0: that bad i don't know is that even a word welcome to the (laughs) Send podcast friends i'm megs
1: and i'm kim and this week we're talking about forgiveness and i guess more specifically like how we say sorry and how we like to hear apologies from others so we're going to be exploring the languages of apology and which language each of us I guess, are most fluent in. Is that how you would say that?
0: (laughs) I guess so, yeah. And like, if you remember in a previous episode, we talked about the five languages of love. Uh, Basically, the languages of apologies, there was a therapist, Jennifer Thompson, and she brought up the idea to Gary Chapman, who is the author of The Five Love Languages, about this idea of apology and how there's different languages within this sphere as well and it really resonated with the both of them there's this idea that there's similarities between love and apology languages and they were surprised by that and so being good counselors they, they did what good counselors do they, they talked to people and they asked thousands of Americans two basic questions when you apologize what do you typically say or do And when someone is apologizing to you, what do you want them to say or do? And then from that, they collected their findings into a book called When Sorry Isn't Enough. And it's a guide to using the five apology languages to resolve the stubborn conflicts and to be able to (laughs) issue effective apologies and find forgiveness and this idea that we might not all speak the same language, but for someone who you care about, you learn that language.
1: Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm curious to see, like, where you and I both fall on the spectrum of things because I feel like we're either going to be so similar or complete opposites.
0: (laughs) Actually, that's a good prelude to this episode. So before you start listening, if you don't already know your language of apology, then just type into Google languages of apology quiz and take the quiz so that you can listen along and just know where you're at.
1: Yeah, no, and I like, I guess before we even get into explaining those, let's talk more generally. Like, would you consider yourself to be a forgiving person? Because I feel like I am, but I also feel like for me, it takes a lot for even to be like truly annoyed about something or like upset about something. So I'm pretty quick to empathize with other people's actions. And I don't know, I like to think I'm pretty good at stepping back and working on being understanding on my own end before it reaches that point where like, mm-hmm. I need someone to apologize to me. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: 100 per- I'm literally the same way. Like I would say for the most part, you yeah because it takes it takes a lot for me to be at a point where you know I will vow not to forgive someone like I do have an archenemy list and just an enemy list but that's just silly you know and usually for like the sake of relationships like I'm quick to, to forgive and, and move on and I, even as a kid I learned that you know swallowing your pride to accept an apology or to give an apology was more time efficient and yeah why waste time I don't have time to not <laughs> move forward. T- so. Time is
1: money and <laughs> I don't have time to be angry. I was like nine
0: years old, <laughs> you know, <laughs> learning how to outsnore my parents with a very clever, I'm sorry, ruse. Now what about <laughs> grudges? Do you do you find that you ever hold them consciously or subconsciously?
1: I feel like grudges, I don't think so. Like I will say I'm not usually someone who forgets someone's past actions Ooh, okay. very easily. I'm pretty aware of what people have shown me about how they handle different situations or like I'll take into account how someone's acted in the past when I'm predicting how they'll be in the future
0: okay (laughs) but I wouldn't say I necessarily
1: (laughs) hold that against them it's more like if for example if someone like demonstrated a behavior in the past that has upset me I don't know just like not showing up when I needed them and they have consistently shown me this behavior where it's okay it's not just like a one-time thing Mm -hmm. it's like multiple times i have needed you or you have promised something and you've like not delivered it's not that i'm gonna be like resentful of them it's just that i'm just straight up not gonna come to you in the future like i'm gonna go to somebody else i'm not you're now not that person for me. You've lost. You've lost that privilege. <laughs> I just see, like,
0: like a computer program being like, this person has a fifty-seven percent chance of failing. You should we trust or No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like it's. But it's not that I'm. I'm pretty easygoing in the sense that I'm like, oh, you know, they might have other things going on. They're just. They're not able. They're not interested. Like whatever the case may be. I'm not necessarily. I wouldn't say that in a grudge sense because I feel like that says that I'm like stewing grr. on it it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's more so you're just you have shown me that you're not that person for me and so like that's fine but I'm not gonna fight to like maintain that relationship or like, make you fit into that yeah, box snip, if you don't want to be there yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but, like
0: what What about you <laughs> yeah so no girl grudges but I'm I can very much like cool off immediately especially if I'm like offended or hurt the good thing is that my memory kind of sucks. So when it comes to certain <laughs> things as time goes on, I tend to eventually get over things and I can kind of get back to how things were most of the time because I've fucking forgotten. Like there was an instance where I was very angry with an individual and it was totally in my right. And a couple of years went by and I'm like, why haven't I seen this person in a long time? You know, and then we like picked up where we kind of left off and it was all fine. And then I was like, holy shit. I fucking forgot about this. The travesties committed. Oh, my God. My memory failed me. And my mom fully knew. My mom didn't forget. And she was like, I I thought you were just being a bigger person. And I was like, no, I forgot.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, like. That's so funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. The
1: person's probably like, yeah, I'm sweet. I'm in the clear. (laughs) she's not they're mad probably anymore so
0: surprised of my my character and my ability you're like oh my god
1: let's get coffee <laughs> and they're like what really
0: yeah they I mean, chat me up but yeah you know okay so in regards to repugnant behavior that would is there something that when you're met with a particular behavior particular things that you that you kind of take harder than other things like for me if somebody tries to embarrass me on purpose betrays me like betrayal I know that, th- that doesn't really seem like a 21st century word but you know if I'm helping people or if I'm doing things or if I think that I'm putting in a considerable effort and then they kind of are like rude or mean or you, you know something where it's yeah. like inconsiderate or un- unappreciative right that really I have a super little opinion of that person and it's going to anger me so much faster than other things that I can admit I have a really hard time coming back from those things. So what's on your list of, you know, what is the Kim yeah. basics? What if, so- what is somebody doing that you're like, ah,
1: it's it's interesting because both of the things that you said i feel like are so like trust related like i i agree like embarrassing someone is kind of just low low brow i get red hot like (laughs) i (laughs) good luck just embarrassing people is it's just me it like there's always a victim in that that i just don't it's not funny yeah so i agree for me it's, and like, I don't know if this answer is even gonna really make sense, but like, when people are really judgmental or mean to others, which I feel like most people would say is a big turnoff, like obviously, a mean person is not someone that you're like trying to maintain a relationship with. Sure. But I think it's also when people jump to blaming others without. First, approaching a situation with empathy in the sense that you're
0: blamed, like you're the like, where are you in this position? You're the I guess in
1: in uh, when I'm like reflecting on this, it would be like if I'm blamed and I'm also I can admit I'm not good at being blamed for things. (laughs) Like I'm pretty quick to like get get defensive and like working on it. I can I can reflect
0: (laughs) reflective episode, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. But I think a lot of disagreements or like conflict stems from this like lack of people being able to position themselves on the other side. Okay, and so. So it really frustrates me when people lash out without like, taking into account that someone was maybe busy or had was going through something. Oh yeah, okay. and like they didn't show up or they forgot your birthday or like whatever the issue is, I just find it really disappointing. Pointing maybe is the right word when someone goes to blame someone without first checking in to see why they behave that way interesting or like,
0: okay because you do that that's something that that's a behavior that I find that you're you excel at is this ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and to be empathetic almost to the last and then I guess when that's not you don't have when there's that. no
1: more excuse yeah when I don't get that in return yeah. which I guess maybe How ties into you. apology <laughs> relationships I'm just what do you mean I forgot to text you last week but this this and this happened to me and you didn't check in on me either so let's both i can acknowledge that i'm sorry i forgot but you there, it's there's two people in a relationship and i think i guess maybe that's what it is it's it's bad communication and when people don't take into account that it takes two okay in yeah
0: and relationships, i feel like you and i are both the worst texters in the world yeah Universe. yeah i'm i'm pretty terrible but like i have
1: some i have some text messages from july yikes kim that i need to answer <laughs> i'm so sorry if you're listening to this I know that no it's impossible I'm for me to and i work with kim so i feel like you and i are
0: <sighs> when it comes to each other we've come to that mutual like because between the baby and between work and as freelancers our days are not consistent by any means. Sometimes you're like, "This is gonna be a nice and easy week. Maybe I'll take some time off one afternoon." And then it's Thursday evening at eight p.m. and you're like, ah, "Still, <laughs> still <work> typing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah,
1: everything's fine." Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. Yeah, just generally, I don't really know. That was a really convoluted answer to that, but like, I feel I, it gets like down it, to like
0: to jumping to conclusions. You are not yeah. the jumper of conclusions in yeah, a negative maybe, way
1: that is that is maybe the thing it's yeah it's getting frustrated without having all of the information okay you know get your answers Mm -hmm. first before you're gonna be mad about something because usually (laughs) there's a good reason for things question for you do you think you fit into like the canadian stereotype of constantly saying sorry
0: heck yeah (laughs) like especially since moving to waterloo it's been almost a decade now i guess and where i grew up was just outside of toronto i didn't feel it as much but since coming to Waterloo oh my goodness it's it's really part of everyday conversation to you sorry basically like the word fuck like with so many definitions <laughs> and uses Just you a know. common part of everyday language <laughs> <Just> <laughs> sorry like oh sorry you know like when you're t- literally I can't even i'm i'm gonna like go through a whole day and see and try to count how many times i say it because see somebody i'm like oh sorry and it's that's how i start so many conversations especially when i'm in public and Mm -hmm. when i'm using it in the context i'm not apologizing really it's just somehow part of this this dialogue of waterloo probably a lot of canada there's just a lot of sorry i remember hearing this story a professor that we worked with we were at a conference in minnesota and all the american botanists were making fun of the canadian botanists and they're like oh sorry a boot whatever (laughs) and so she was laughing and i was like that's kind of rude and she's like no no it's it's so true she told me this story of how she was walking her dog and this lady with like three dogs comes, and those three dogs all start start attacking her one dog, and she like lifts up her dog, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry," and then she's like, "Wait a second, why am I saying sorry? I didn't do anything, you know." <laughs> oh. Very similar to the usage of like a as you can make any yeah. statement, you know it pisses me off in American television when they just add A at the end of any sentence. And it's like, it's very easy. You can make any sentence a question by adding A to the end of it. And that's what we, what we do. We make a statement and then we turn it into a question being like, what do you think? Or what about you? By adding A, because you're looking for a response, right? So what about you? Where do you stand on that?
1: Yes. I think, I just feel like it's just like a common thing that what it made me think of is just all the times I've been at the grocery store and someone like runs into me with their car and I turn around and I'm like, oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was walking. Bitch. Like you ran into me with your car or like I've I've bumped into poles and been like, oh sorry. And then been like, wait, this is not even a human. There's no necessity to apologize here. Like, I feel like it just it just is in the same way that like you were saying with A or I was I saw a TikTok video and I didn't even realize this was a Canadian thing, but the whole saying yeah versus yeah no versus no yeah and oh yeah like how those all mean very different things but like that is a very Canadian thing to be like yeah no or like no yeah yeah no no <laughs> yeah so but like yeah no I feel like that's just like if you're from Canada you've probably apologized for something or if someone else is bumping into you you're both profusely apologizing to yeah. each other
0: <laughs> but it's nice you know at, at least yeah yeah that's, that's at least we do than, apologize yeah yeah <laughs> looking at some but, people <laughs> but in like a more serious way do you find that you or would you consider yourself usually the first to apologize or like how do you see apology in general like what's your release of mission statement on apology and you what are you saying
1: I feel like I am the first to apologize if I feel that there's conflict and there's something I can do to fix things I'm not a fan of conflict and like that's an understatement like I think I don't not that I think anyone truly is I mean I guess there sometimes are I like to start like, a row
0: though you know sometimes I'm in a mood and I'm like who am I gonna pick a fight with and I call one of my sisters <laughs> so. yeah
1: and like I guess but and I guess that's like your like it's an energy release tension release for some people and maybe, usually it's like like you said like you're calling your sisters and you're finding a fight you're not yeah is maybe isn't already even a Conflict there, it's maybe because there's like something else going on. 100%, yeah. I just think that like, I don't do well with it, and knowing that I'm the reason for someone else's upset, like whether it's a friendship or a relationship or family or like whatever, I can't sit easily with it. And I will do whatever I can to quickly make it go away because mm-hmm. of just in my own discomfort, that I think a lot of the times I'm too fast to apologize, and like okay. I can look back at situations and like, particularly growing up and even early university and stuff where like, you know, girls especially could be mean. I Holla. have apologized for things in the past that I never should have shouldered the blame for Interesting. Okay. but I like took the root of apology more so to just make the conflict go away over the years I've definitely learned to like, pause and like, assess how best to maybe resolve something before just jumping into being like yeah no it's like definitely yeah no yeah no it's <laughs> definitely it's uh you're right it's me like I take total blame here I've definitely done a lot of that in the past as I've gotten older I've learned to be like wait a second I did nothing wrong I don't know what this person's issue is I'm not about to like make it better by taking the blame for something that is for example you picking a fight with your sisters your sister apologizing for something that you maybe called and just stirred the pot about yeah <laughs> it's like you know what I mean sometimes you would be quick to apologize to just be like okay I just want this argument to go away yeah but and upon I reflection, think with... you're like wait a second like I didn't take her shirt <laughs> why did I apologize She's psychopath. for that
0: I didn't tell mom my other sister told mom like you know.
1: yeah like something like that where you're like wait a second like I actually didn't do anything here and like I probably shouldn't have let that person okay that's... make me feel yeah
0: bad. that's so interesting because I actually saw it from like the other end, it went in your conversation, it talks about blame, right? When there is no blame mm-hmm. and you'd still, I'm thinking about it on the other side, where in a lot of instances, you can become careless and you can take advantage or offend in a way that's completely a surprise to you. And I find that myself, I'm usually the first person to apologize because I can, I know that for the most part, I definitely have a part to play when someone lashes out or when you know, there's that, that's just, I'm a very, I have a very conflicting, I guess, personality where once I kind of feel that, then I'm like, oh, you're going to embarrass yourself now because I'm going to make you yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I win. <laughs> this comes from having, you know, many siblings and and growing up, I think, you know, where it was, I knew how to stay out of trouble. It was probably all my fault, but I could get other people in trouble and save my own ass. Mm-hmm. And so what I've, like it or not, whatever is happening you, you most likely have some part to play in one way or another. And of course, there are instances, and I think that's kind of what you touch upon, where, yeah, you had absolutely nothing to do with it, but I found in, in my kind of sphere, aside from those super, like, you are completely blameless, I found that if I'm the first to apologize, it's not like a weakness, but it's a reflectiveness on myself that who I want to be, I want to be somebody who tries to mend, who tries to make it better. And mm-hmm. oftentimes when you're the first, it can it can soften and it can kind of disable the situation much faster, right? In a way that you can move towards resolution. Wanna to see me blow up though is when I say sorry and then somebody you know, when I start that conversation and someone is resistant to that or continues, oh then tables yeah. are flipped and then it's like I, I then you can't get me back, especially if I make that first effort and you don't recognize that's not easy for me and that takes a lot of a lot of yeah. everything.
1: Well- yeah. and like I was saying before it take any relationship takes two people so if someone can come to the table and I would agree that it, like in situations where I do feel like I'm at fault I am also probably the first one to like come and be like you know I'm sorry like sorry. This is what I saw <laughs> you this is what I did wrong if someone's like yeah no you're right that's that's <laughs> it and like just is dismissive of it or isn't willing to come and like have a constructive conversation about it then it doesn't really help in actually creating any sort of resolution there has to be a dialogue yeah and i think
0: so i think moving from that dialogue right one of the difficulties that a lot of people have with familial relationships or, or co-workers or romantic relationships is that they're not speaking the same language and Mm -hmm. you know I guess this is a perfect kind of introduction to the languages of apology so I kind of wanted to go through them really quickly so if you have done the quiz then you'll kind of maybe you'll hear a little bit more about your particular language and then we can kind of get down and and I can't wait to hear yours so we took the quiz separately we didn't tell each other the answers so I know I'm
1: excited to hear yours too
0: yeah I wonder, I wonder, maybe I'll get you to guess. Maybe we can guess what you think. No, 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 that's scary. (laughs) We'll just, you can just tell me. Okay, so the first one is expressing regret. What you're trying to say with this apology language is, I feel bad that my behavior has hurt you or that my behavior has hurt our relationships. And you're often using words like, I'm sorry but those words should never be spoken alone so if you simply say sorry you're not actually acknowledging that you know what you did wrong and yeah so you'd say something like I'm sorry that I lost my temper and that I yelled at you and the whole thing with this particular language is that you're never to use the word but because if you say I'm sorry that I lost my temper and yelled at you but if you had not done then instead of apologizing now you're just blaming the other person for your behavior similar to when you say like sorry you misunderstood me and you turn it around and it's like yes this entire fight after what you have said has ah uh, yes it's actually on me you know
1: yeah well that's not even an apology you just somehow like gaslit the person yeah. into thinking <laughs> that somehow they owe you an apology
0: <laughs> my cat gaslit lights me off. gaslits gaslights G- gas so. gas lights my silly yeah. little cat blau who we rescued from our blueberry patch last year she was all skin and bones okay she's the cutest little cat such a sweetheart and a perma kitten because her growth was super stunted when she was little but basically she steals my apple pens all apple products anything small and then <laughs>
1: iphones macbook yeah <laughs> so you're running out <laughs>
0: you know and and then i'm like i swear it was here i'm trying to convince you know my husband that i didn't lose my apple pencil for the millionth time that the cat actually is just robbing me and gaslighting me anyways number two accepting responsibility so with this apology language it's actually accepting responsibility for our behavior and often with our words saying things like i was wrong i have no excuse for that or i take full responsibility and for some people this is what they consider to be a sincere Apology, And if you don't acknowledge that what you did was wrong, then in their mind, you're not actually being sincere. You can't just say, I'm sorry, because then they're struggling with what you're saying because they don't have a sense that you're legitimately sincere. Okay, number Mm -hmm. three is making restitution. This one is offering to make restitution, perhaps by saying something like, how can I make this up to you? What can I do that would make this right between us? And for some people, again, this is what they're waiting for. They need to know that you're going to offer to make things right. And in their mind, if you're not doing that, the apology is lame and they have a really hard time forgiving you. But Mm -hmm. if they see that you are sincere enough to ask, how can I make this right? Then you are willing to do something. And that's how they, they realize that this is. Or
1: articulate the steps that they're going to take. I'm going to do this to make sure that you feel better or that i don't do this again or whatever exactly
0: yeah okay the fourth one is expressing the desire to change so it's genuinely repenting and it's saying to the other person i don't like what i did i don't want to do that again can we talk or can we put together a plan that you will where you can help me to stop doing this and this communicates to the person that not only do you feel badly about what you did but also this desire to try not to do it again. And for some people, if you don't express the, the desire to change your your behavior, they find it very difficult to forgive you because, you know, in their minds, if you did the same thing last month and the month before and here mm-hmm. you're doing it again and every time you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, they're thinking, okay, so you're sorry. What are you going to do about it? what they want is for you to express some sort of desire to want to change that kind of behavior how are you going to break that habit of you know and I I can this one especially I can really see somebody who needs some some genuine repenting and someone's like sorry sorry you know then you're really gonna have an issue Yeah. yeah fuck me oh my god yeah okay and the number five is requesting forgiveness So it's will you forgive me? I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. I value our relationship. I know I've hurt you and I hope that you can forgive me which this one to me is super foreign. Here if I'm apologizing I'm assuming that they know that I want to be forgiven but for some people this is what they consider to be sincere. If you don't actually request that forgiveness or ask for that forgiveness you haven't apologized you're not there yet well and, and I think
1: that's kind of like a power thing too it's like empowering the other person interesting to definitely have the control I have said my piece and now it is in your power to decide how we proceed and I could totally see how that would be important to some people to oh. be like the, the balls in your like to be like the balls in your court and like, you can can accept my apology or you cannot but like you have the control over our relationship
0: yeah and one of the things a really good way like if you can't get everybody in your life to take the quiz is you can tell what types Just of apologies do something to
1: make them really mad and then see see when they'll forgive you no but pay attention to the ones they give you let them hurt you and then see what happens mine sounds like the safer option for my heart okay so like when you take when you take the quiz for anyone who's listening who hasn't you know taking it before do it. <laughs> they started this episode one go to pause this and go do it but basically it ranks what languages you are by percentage so just like the languages of love everyone has a little bit of all five except for me but we'll get to that <laughs> um, and there are always going to be ones that are like stronger and more important to you than others you tell me what were your scores like what percentages did you get for each of them okay so my number
0: one is was 40 percent, and this was accept responsibility 35 percent was make a restitution 10% okay. was expressing regret. 10% was genuinely repenting, and only 5% was requesting forgiveness. What about yours?
1: Oh, very interesting. We're actually pretty similar. Okay, so cool. mine was good for you. 40, 40% expressing regret. Okay. Uh, 30, 35% accepting responsibility. Okay. 15% making restitution. And 10% genuinely repenting and 0% requesting. Oh my forgiveness. gosh.
0: Wow. Okay. I,
1: every, it was funny because I was taking the quiz and every time I got to one of those ones that was like, will you forgive me? In my Shut head, up. I was like reading it. Yeah, no, literally, I was reading it in this baby voice being like, meh, will you? Stop putting more responsibility on me. You apologize and you're just going to have to wait and see. I, I just, every time one of those answers came up, I was like, no, no. Now I'm more mad that you That's so funny because- You've given me responsibility here. Literally for me, I it ranks so low
0: for me if we think about it in the sense of you want to see what somebody's is, then see how they do it to you. I would never ask for somebody's forgiveness because in my mind, I'm already apologizing. So why the fuck would I need to be like, oh, forgive me. <laughs> why? why well, I add that I, on
1: it's assumed no, totally yeah totally I agree like if I'm apologizing it's because I'm like trying to mediate and that like find a solution that I I have come to the table and like done this and yeah the, it just doesn't sit right with me but it was funny because when I was answering the questions and like for anyone that takes the quiz it gives you different scenarios like it's like your sister said this or your partner said this or whatever and I noticed that almost every time that I went with an answer that was like in the make restitution category where it was more I'm gonna do this, this, and this, it was when it was work-related interesting and so I found that really interesting that like I very rarely in personal life situations opted for anything other than acknowledging that you're sorry and taking ownership over it so like accepting the responsibility when it came to make restitution it was like I made you miss a deadline I'm gonna do this this and this in the future to make sure that don't do that and I found that that was really important to me in my professional life but not so much in my personal life like if you're like I forgot your birthday I'm gonna put it in my calendar so I don't forget next year like I don't like I just don't forget next year I don't need to know that you're putting it in your calendar yeah because
0: I I think that gets down to like a professional reputation right your professional reputation is at stake and nothing you know that's why I really love I hated group projects because fuck Mm -hmm. I was doing all the bloody work and then you know Tweedledee and Tweedledum got to get the same mark as me or god forbid they fuck something up and then it was somehow the weight was on me and i was mad you know so yeah yeah that's that's very interesting Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. yeah okay so do you think these languages can change or like should change over time
0: oh absolutely like i think depending on what happens in your life you're going to change as a person so why wouldn't Mm -hmm. that also change your languages as for whether or not they should change i mean i wonder how much of like your family life or your relationships or your partners will affect that over time for you know for example when I sent out these quizzes, I sent them out to a lot of our friends yesterday, and I also sent them out, I sent it to my husband, and I said, you know, take this, and so it was really funny because, you know, Tilo and I shared the first language, so we were both quite high for accepting responsibility, but then everything after that was completely flipped, so his second highest was requesting forgiveness, let's remember that's my 5%, and then my make a restitution was his last one and so it's interesting because we don't really we bicker a lot but we haven't gotten into like a really serious argument like we don't really because usually we're pretty quick to kind of resolving it Mm -hmm. but i think now i'm gonna knowing this i'm gonna try to make an effort to introduce using that kind of particular language. But I already know that it's going to feel super fake. Same way with the love languages. If somebody is affirmation and you're like, wow, you did a good job. (laughs) I don't give
1: away praise.
0: That's so fake to me. You know, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like,
1: Yeah, I think it's always important to be able to recognize, you said, like, like knowing other people's languages, whether it's a love language or an apology, and being able to reflect that back to them in a relationship is super important and like i don't think it's so much about changing the way you are i think the part that someone else or at least from my own perspective what i appreciate more than anything is when someone puts the effort into to show up for me in a way that they know i will feel yeah when like you said it it feels fake it doesn't come naturally to you you're not totally inclined to be that way but you're taking the time to be like okay I'm gonna try because I understand that's important to you I think when you understand that about each other and can see that then that almost means more than anything whether it's whether you do an excellent job at it or not you have like made the effort to show up in a way that is important to that person and like good for the relationship and in general right yeah it just it shows that you're considering the other person and like for me i'm you know all about taking ownership and acknowledging that what you did was shitty and i don't care so much about the steps you're gonna take to fix it because i feel like the expectation is that you know you'll <laughs> know when you're taking ownership you, you like you're gonna yeah, just figure it fix out yeah. it, fix it yourself like it goes with the requesting forgiveness like i just don't i don't need a role in that but for some people maybe they need to hear that so it doesn't mean that i'm not still gonna approach from my language and be like i screwed up but if i'm aware of someone's needs it's easier for me to be like I screwed up and tomorrow I'm gonna do this to fix it or like whatever the situation may be that might help a lot in like actually coming to a resolution do you think you teach you know you have you have Hugo now do you think you teach your children those languages do you think he's gonna get like a little bit of you a little bit of Tilo (laughs) or like is that something something you're born
0: with well like nature versus nurture yeah like I think actually just the difference between Tilo and I really kind of answers that question is that, you know, your parents and your family, they'll probably have a really wide array of languages. So I think you might learn how to say sorry the way that your parents would want to or the way that resonates with them. But whether or not that affects you completely to the point where that moving forward becomes your language, I don't think so. I think you're, you're, you're born with it, you know, like, like, I, I think it gets down to mostly nature, like one half nature, one half nurture how do you personally deal with people who like looking back now you can see that you know they were trying to apologize but it couldn't mean what it should to you because it was in in a different language somebody who might have been requesting forgiveness you know like is is any sorry good enough for you
1: I think for me I mean it usually is to a degree because I have a really huge focus on the whole acknowledgement side of things right but I do think people's actions reflect an apology more than anything like we were saying before like sorry doesn't mean anything from et- like for anyone without the follow-through and so i think for me when i look back at situations it's not something i ever necessarily get hung up on because as long as we're not having a negative impact on one another now and we're moving forward and i feel like i'm pretty focused on always just not dwelling on the past and if right. someone maybe did something wrong five years ago and we reconnect like you said like you went and got coffee with someone who you were like i forgot we were mad but if you're good <laughs> now then maybe that's just what it is and you're just good now and it's water under the bridge and whatever life's too short but also if like someone shows you something believe it because you also don't want to be not ignorant that's not the right word i'm looking for but no, it's not gullible either what's, what's the be word taken for, for, for granted
0: almost yeah
1: and just take not taken advantage oh my god there is a word that i'm looking for naive naive you don't want to be naive when someone's like showing you that their actions aren't aligning with something that isn't it doesn't even have to be wrong but just isn't meeting your needs but at the same time i'm not someone who ever dwells so when i look back at past situations i had trouble finding examples of situations where i was still feeling like there was a need for more of an apology you know okay
0: interesting because like for me i would say that i need my my apology language in in the thick of it in the heat of the moment and if you want to resolve something immediately but for me i think the worst is when you get nothing and i think that i can appreciate if someone if i can see that someone is sincere even if it is just doesn't not doing it precisely for me that's part of accepting you know who your friends are and who the people in your life are in some cases you know those people who you can't get rid of you know like sisters Mm -hmm. (laughs) and stuff Um, for me you know i i have this guess a story of something i've been holding on and and i guess this kind of leads back to like non-grudges but grudges where gone into altercations or these very difficult predicaments where friendships or relationships kind of die and i'm very confused at my what you know the whole blame thing like where i i think that yeah i probably had something to do with it but that was never communicated with me i can't apologize for what hasn't been communicated something to me you don't understand. yeah that whole like yeah. i'm surprised that this was this led to this part right? But then the the real issue arises is that the longer from the incident, at the end, I just need a fucking sorry. It's not hard. That's when it's, any sorry becomes good enough. If you have, even if it's like a couple years later and you reflect on that super, that was a super poignant time or a very aggressive moment or, you know, very substantial thing in our lives, in my life, in their life, whatever. If they eventually, like, I'll take a sorry years after the fact. Like, I can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. What I can't is this Let's hope it gets better. Yes. That to me,
1: the non well, the non acknowledgement that something was ever wrong, like or just nothing, just, like, yeah, hope... right. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You can move on in very significant ways, but to truly heal a really damaged relationship when years have passed without making that apology, it kind of feels like there's there's always going to be that elephant in the room of oh yeah, we were close, and now there's like this time period has passed where we weren't as close and like neither of us are just not going to talk about it it's always going to loom until someone takes that first the step bullet or, and yeah. is like hey this sucked and like here's i'm taking whatever amount of ownership in that and like, i'm sorry yeah
0: no exactly yeah right? so yeah so i that basically wraps up the the first segment <laughs> of <laughs> of of this episode i guess now it's time for a
1: food bath yay <sighs>
0: my crowd cheering noise okay so we're talking about October. uh we were we were saying in one of our previous episodes how we we both can enjoy the aesthetics and the vibes of october and i was watching a documentary about uh different months of the year and just like numbers and dates and astrology just different from like a math point of view and it really got me thinking of october octo eight the fuck is the eight have to do with you know and i didn't that didn't make any sense to me i was like october is the 10th month because my birthday is in november it's the 11th like that's how i <laughs> how i know that very quickly i wanted to know more about october and what i found is that in the old roman calendar october was called mensis october the eighth month because the roman calendar started in march and oh. october actually started out with 31 days unlike many other months and this was actually never changed And in 154 BCE, a rebellion forced the Roman Senate to change the beginning of the civil year from March to January 1st. And so with this reform, October officially became the 10th month of the year in 153 BCE. Now, fast forward hundreds of years to October 4th, 1582 so the gregorian calendar takes effect in catholic countries as pope gregory the 13th issued a decree stating the following okay thursday october 4th 1582 would become friday october 15th 1582 correcting a 10-day error accumulated by the julian calendar and then britain and american colonies would later adopt the gregorian calendar in 1752 so to wrap up this this episode and this philomath we just wanted to say sorry october that's a lot to deal with (laughs) no other month (laughs) has had to lose so many days and be changed around (laughs) (laughs) so we salute you (laughs) (laughs) thought i'd surprise you with that
1: (laughs) yeah no that was so interesting i also oh my god i lost my train of thought (laughs) okay we're just we're just gonna wrap up the episodes (laughs) This concludes episode 19. Ooh, next, next episode is going to be our 20th episode. That's so exciting. Wild. And it'll be a special episode because it's coming after our launch party, which is this Saturday, October 23rd. And if you still want tickets, we have a couple left at the Button Factory in Waterloo. Tickets are $10. So head over to our Instagram account at podcast and message us there if you would like to come and hang out. We promise lots of good times.
0: Yeah, and if you are coming to the launch party, then, you know, get your questions, and your comments and your concerns. Uh, no concerns. I was gonna <laughs> no say your, your highest appreciations <laughs> prepared for us. And, and yeah, we'll we'll spend our next episode kind of answering those questions. And you know, they can really be anything about the process, the ideas, the guests. You know, if you have any questions for guests that we didn't cover, then you know, we want to hear them all. And so we'll see, we'll see what we can put together. And so we're super excited for that. And we can't wait to see everybody, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.